0: You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. I guess the saying is, new year, new me. Except that would be wrong. It's more like new year, less of me. Hysterectomy version. However, I have returned. And you guys can now be subjected to me and my nonsense. I did have a pre-released episode that came out. And if you hopped on over to the MLGA Network and check out the flagship MLGA Podcast, then you got to hear me on the Christmas episode. If you haven't heard that, hop on over, take a listen to that episode and the previous episodes because they're all good. And now that I'm back, let's get into it, guys. Welcome to Lesbertarian only place for liberty-loving muff divers and muff diving enthusiasts. Join us this week as we tear apart the political binary and take a look at issues through the lens of non-aggression and reason. I'm your host, Kim Chang. Throw on your flannel, right here your U-Haul, and let's get this thing started. So, geez, I guess I missed all of the fun stuff everybody gets to do around to the end of the year. Well, technically I did an end of the year also with the MLGA flagship podcast. You can check that out as well. So I guess I sort of got to do it, but I never got to do it personally for this podcast because of being bedridden. What I see for this podcast, even though I do a good portion of joking, what I see for this podcast is something that I've always done with pretty much everything I do in life. If I want to educate someone or share something that I find special with them, is just using this podcast as a tool to reach out not just to people that agree with everything that I say or might disagree with some things I say, because let's be real, not all of us are 100% correct about everything on the planet, even though I'd like to say I'm 99.99% correct about pretty much everything, which is definitely overstating it, but whatever. But I like to use this as a tool to reach people who understand liberty and don't understand liberty, and especially to the LGBT community. I know I'm restating some of the things I've said before, but this year, hopefully, since this podcast is now on episode 12, maybe finding my footing here in the podcast world, in the liberty land, since there are a gazillion liberty podcasts. With this podcast, I want to bring more and more people over from the left and even the right, because yes, I know there are conservative gays, conservative trans people, conservative bisexual people. they not everybody that's in the LGBT community is on the left or is even politically minded. I probably have more in common with people who don't waste as much time with politics. So that is what I like using this podcast for. It's not just to talk at you and just to have an echo chamber of people giving comments, sending emails, just telling me, yes, I agree with that. That's that's nice to have a bunch of people that agree with me, but that's not always been my goal. It rarely ever is the goal. I want to bring more people on. That's why... I fashion this podcast as a kind of a teaching tool and also the fact of just being conversational because I want to reach lots of people. I want to be able to have listeners that have gay and lesbian and trans friends that say, hey, maybe they won't listen to me because they don't, you know, maybe you aren't part of the community or maybe you are and you just aren't very good with explaining things. Well, I want to be able to, pop into somebody's ears, talk to them conversationally, and hopefully teach them something or have them hear something that I say that will impact them, that will lead them to liberty. So that's where I'm going with it this this year, this 2020, is with this podcast and see where that idea takes us. I'm not sure if it's going to be a good one, but from the basis of Newborn Libertarian, one of the podcasts I did before, a lot of that was teaching. I'm very much a person who likes to teach using conversational tools and making things short and simple. That's why my podcasts are rarely a gazillion minutes long, because really, do you really want to listen to me talk that long? If you do, you're crazy. I don't want to listen to myself talk that long. I just want to be able to talk to other people, educate them, and people who agree with it and already understand it, well, I want to be able to just update you on the news and kind of give us some common ground. It's nice to listen to people that believe the same thing, understand the same things, or at least challenges you when it comes to opinions that I have that differ from yours. So I hope you are on board with me for that. But before we get to the news for today, I wanted to address something that would have excited me if I was still a Democrat, but Seeing as I am not and know better, I thought we were going to see a reprise. We were going to see a reprise role. Well, as probably more of a cameo of the anti-war Democrats just because Trump has decided to declare war. And I just don't understand why we just keep declaring wars everywhere and we just don't stop the previous war before we start a new one. It's fantastic. But it's sad to me that my former party thank God I'm no longer in it, has decided instead of being anti-war just because it's the humane thing to do and not wanting to see a bunch of people being attacked in several countries and innocents being the collateral damage, instead of that being what leads them towards being anti-war, of course, anything that Trump does, do the complete opposite. It'll make you look great. That's just how it goes these days. If the right wants to do something... The left is just going to have to do the complete opposite and vice versa. It's stupid logic. But the thing is, I, I don't even care if for some odd reason we ended up in a just war. I do not think we're in a just war right now. That is for sure. But even if we are in a just war, I just find it very disheartening when people just seem to drool and get excited about wars, just like their bloodlust because they get to sit at, in their living rooms and be updated by the news on how things are going, and they're not directly involved in the war. And, of course, we don't have a draft going on, but that brings up people who are scared of their kids turning 18. The reality is sort of touching some people in their thoughts, but a lot of the time everybody's just thinking, yeah, war, it's a just war, our president called for it, We should we should celebrate everything. It's it's the smart move, let's not question our overlords, which is stupid. You need to be able to understand what a just war is. I don't think the U.S. knows what a just war is and hasn't known what a just war is for a very long time. And that's why I'm not excited about it. And I can guarantee you that the Democrats aren't anti-war for the same reasons that I just stated. It's more so... We have to oppose Trump, it makes us look better, and if there are people upset about this war, well, we want those people to glom onto the Democrats, so, hey, anti-war again, even though they know damn well that they will vote for whatever blank check spending possible for the military, and all the crazy wars that they're having. And they don't really care if it's passed through the Congress or, or not. These are some bloodthirsty people that see money and don't really care about human lives. And that sounds crass, and gross, but that's definitely the truth if you're looking at it. If you are trying to dig deeper, you can see that it's never been about lives and just defending our country. It's a lot of land grabbing, being up in other countries, having bases there, and people wanting to have our troops out of their countries, which it's not a surprise. I wouldn't want the American presence in my country either with the fact that They're always in everybody else's countries, but I bet you if they tried doing that and everybody tried to have bases all over the U.S., we would have a fit. That should tell you something there. But enough of that rant. We'll get to the news. I just want to say that the anti-war Democratic left still does not exist. Don't let them fool you. 67-year-old former film producer Harvey Weinstein faces charges that he raped a woman in a Manhattan hotel room in 2013 and performed a forcible sex act on another woman in 2006. This Monday, there was activity in the courtroom that was procedural because the jury selection is going to be on Tuesday. This high-stakes trial, according to the article from ABC, High-stakes trial could decide Weinstein's fate. If he is convicted of the most serious charges, two counts of felony, predatory, sexual assault, he could go to prison for life. And we know Gwyneth Paltrow and people like Rose McGowan have been railing against this man for a while, and we're still a little wary that anything will happen, but it's a good thing this is still in the news, and hopefully we'll actually see some justice. It's getting really hard to have faith in any sort of justice being done when it comes to these powerful people in Hollywood and politics and vice versa. Basically the same thing. Hollywood and politics anyway. But hopefully we see this disgusting human being brought to justice and the disgusting human beings that operated in Jeffrey Epstein's scandal. We want to see those people come to justice too. The third largest denomination, United Methodist Church, has 16 bishops that have offered up up a plan that will split the church and its funds into two different sections in a four-year period. The divide, it says, the article, will create two new denominations, a traditionalist group, which will still oppose any acceptance of queer people, and a more progressive branch set to begin ordaining and marrying LGBTQ people. And of course, this rift came about because of the fact that, as traditionalists, the Methodist Church didn't want to marry LGBTQ people. Okay, I can probably hear two sides of this already. I've been on both sides of this as a Christian and as somebody in the LGBTQ community. And I know a lot of people were saying, is this truly acceptance because we're still gonna be sectioned off from some another group? Unfortunately, that's how it's just gonna go in this situation they're not going to be accepting of gay people because of religious beliefs and biblical beliefs. So trying to force any change in that is not going to make any sense. If you're trying to make somebody change their entire belief system, unless it harms you, unless they come into your house and forcibly attack you with the Bible and just rub it all over your face and say, you cannot be gay, you cannot be gay and start like cutting you with the pages, then yeah, of course that's going to be a problem. I don't want any of that mess. But if they are not harming you, whether they accept your lifestyle or not, hopefully they're loving to you. They may not accept you. Well, that's just how it's going to go. And they may accept you as a, as a person that's created by God. At least we can have that step. If, they can, if we can treat each other like human beings, that's the step. That's what Christ is looking for, for us to love each other. Whether we agree with the lifestyles of other people or not, the first thing Christ is looking for is for us to love people, not for people to judge others and then try to force views on people after judging them it's like they're forceful judging it's not just a oh i don't think that's something that christ would like and they move to i don't think that's something christ would like so i'm going to shove my viewpoint down your throat and treat you like trash and the other way around of course is you know, you have this viewpoint that I think is narrow-minded, so I'm going to force my viewpoint down your throat and make you change everything. That's just not how it's going to be. There's not going to ever be a human being that agrees with everything across the board. There's going to be people that believe something we might think is just some old-school traditional boring stuff, or we might actually like that traditional stuff and know why it's a tradition in the first place, or some things that are just traditions because they've just always been there sometimes need to be changed, but this whole trying to force some sort of unity into one place between gays and Christians just isn't going to work if these people are traditionally minded. And I've been to Methodist churches, yeah, very traditionally minded. So that's just not going to happen. The fact that they're even making a, another denomination... Might be alarming, I, I would say, probably to Christians who don't believe in anything LGBTQ and thinks it's a sin. At the same time, it's also not going to be seeping into your denomination. So what do you do? I'd say I'm glad that there are people that still want to worship Christ. And whether you think, well, they're, maybe they're not real Christians because if they were real Christians, they wouldn't do this. The thing is, I want people seeing Christ. That's what, that's what That's what I'd like as a Christian. And to the non-Christians, well, I'm not forcing you to like Christ at all, so don't. That's how it goes. Stop forcing people. As long as we don't force people. And hey, I just want us to love each other. And if we're going through that goal, and if that's what they're teaching at these churches, to love people and not force ourselves on people, but to love them the way Christ loved the church, then fantastic. Let's get to that. Amen. And in news that you didn't really care about, but we're going to talk about anyway, Lizzo is quitting Twitter, and who is Lizzo, you might ask? Let's see. Well, she's an American singer, and here we go, we have some lyrics from one of her songs called Truth Hurts. Why men great till they gotta be great? Woo. I just took a DNA test. Turns out I'm 100% that bitch. Even when I'm, when I'm crying crazy. Yeah, I got boy problems. That's the human in me. Bling bling. Then I solved them. That's the goodness in me. You coulda had a bad bitch. Non-committal. Help you with your career just a little. You're posed to hold me down, but you're holding me back. And that's the sound of me not calling you back. Sorry, I had to read it like that because it's much more funny. But whatever. I don't know. I don't listen to this woman. But we will go through the four reasons that Lizzo has decided to quit Twitter. Number one, a fat-shaming doctor said she was only popular because of America's obesity epidemic. Okay, so a Dr. Boyce in 2019 wrote to Lizzo or about Lizzo I guess. Lizzo popular is because there is an obesity epidemic in America rather than encouraging people to do better we are simply lying to them and telling them that they are just fine the way they are. Well the truth is if you are comfortable being obese and you're cool with that then that's fine. Probably is going to be unhealthy for you in the long run just as being extremely extremely skinny could be a problem. We're talking sickly skinny. That could be a problem there are certain things in your body that could possibly slow down other health complications look i'm not a healthcare professional i only worked at a med school as an it person you can look that up but anybody can tell you that it's probably unhealthy to be on the extreme ends of any of the weight scale so it's not exactly incorrect to say that maybe it's not a good idea to Glorify obesity because it's not exactly healthy for your innards and your long-range health, but hey, if you're just not down with losing that weight, then I'm not going to force you to do that. Just know that being super skinny or super fat can have its health complications. Number two, Tommy Loren tried to slam Lizzo for her impeachment tweet. Guess when Donald... Trump was formally impeached by the U.S. House in December 2019. Lizzo retweeted a message that said impeachment using the peach emoji along with the comment, this aged well. Okay. Well, I don't really care what she tweeted about this impeachment. The only thing that I'm annoyed about with the stupid impeachment that it was a waste of time. They could have at least picked some other charges that Trump did, but they went for the garbage. And then what do we have now? Come on, people. It's just more of a circus. Anyway. Number three, the third reason that she is leaving tw- Twitter. Trolls tried to discredit her reign as Billboard's hottest female rapper. Okay, I just kind of read some lyrics to you if you think those are great. Maybe if you hear her rapping them, but I'm not going to go into how much trouble I can get into playing some song that already has a copyright. I don't I don't want to deal with that. Lizzo is just not worth me getting in trouble for. And lastly, reason number four why she's leaving Twitter. Lizzo gets schooled for publicly blasting a food delivery person. In September 2019, Lizzo accused her Postmates delivery person of stealing her food in a now-deleted tweet which read, Hey, at Postmates, this girl Tiffany W stole my food. She's lucky I don't fight no mo." Her tweet included a photo of the delivery person. A hey, way to put somebody on blast. What a jerk. Yeah, please leave Twitter. Come on. If you're going to... Do stuff like that. You don't have to go and put somebody on blast like that. You just talk to their management. You don't have to go on Twitter. Yeah, good riddance, not a loss. And that's the end of this episode because unfortunately, having your entire pelvic floor screwed with causes issues and makes me not exactly in my tip-top shape form, but that's okay. Give it a couple weeks and we'll be back. So if I start rambling about stupid things or say something really awkward, I'm just going to blame it on the pain meds. If you want to reach me, as usual, Lesbertarian on Twitter, Lesbertarian, if you search it out on Facebook, lesbertarian at gmail.com, Lesbertarian on Instagram. And of course, check out the MLGA Network, check out all of our podcasts. Trust me, you'll love all of them. And until next time, love one another.